go. Oh. All systems are go. All oh, the systems are going. <laughs> well, mainly just this one system, I guess. <laughs> the 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 point system. Yes. For how to get into the good place. The point system. system. The gold star system. The system for surveying the inns of Northern California. They're all going right now. Yeah. This, wait, the system for surveying the inns of Northern California. I feel like there's probably one, that right? is very specific. You can't just have people showing I'm... up and not give them a good, you know... <laughs> You know, like a four-star hotel or Specifically like... Specifically Northern California. Oh, yeah. So where is the geographical cutoff? Uh, we've been... So we've been in meetings all week about that. We don't know. We, we might never mm. know. Okay. <laughs> the world may never know. Okay. Yeah. We're just having those Tootsie Roll pops and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we well, are of we the perfect, like, <laughs> mindset to discuss the good place. I think it matches. I think we well. are. Yeah. Uh, I love this show so much. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, we're pop DNA, by oh, the way. And we're um we're very aware that we're recording right now. You've not just Yes. We we are. <laughs> we like to create an air that you've just walked into the room at a party and you saw us sat yes, it, sitting. And we just happened to be discussing your favorite television show. And so you took a seat. And you can join in. And you joined us. Well, you can't <laughs> you can't actually join in. No. You have to just listen to us. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Although you could, you could join in if you, now that we're on Anchor, you can send us a voice message. Oh. And yeah, and we can include it um, in future episodes. Well, then by so, all yeah, means, do go that. Ahead and send us a voice message. Yeah. If you want to comment on things that we talk about. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. It'd be really fun. Or, you know, there's also social media uh-huh. if you, you know, don't want to, if you don't want people to hear your voice. I get that. that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. For someone who <laughs> podcasts, I understand that very well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't want people to see me. I don't mind if they hear my voice. I I just don't want to be perceived. <laughs> I'm weirdly the opposite. I could, I'm like, I'm fine with oh, like really? doing a dance or like, like. Uh-huh. Wearing a cool costume or whatever, but like if I'm speaking, I'm kind of like, hmm, okay. <laughs> mm, sure, sure, sure. Oh. Yeah. So you'll dance in the ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Give me my costumes and you. my fun songs to sing and dances to do. Yeah. But I don't need so many lines. I'm fine. <laughs> if you could choose a musical to be part of the ensemble, which one? Would it be? Oh, I gotta go either Sweeney Todd or Wicked. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I would pick Hamilton. That'd be really fun too. That yeah. The boots. Yeah. You get to wear the boots if you're in the ensemble. I like the Sweeney yeah. Todd aesthetic though, really, <laughs> really a whole lot. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like hot topic. Like uh-huh. <laughs> Well and like both both Sweeney Todd and Wicked have really soaring um 
um, orchestrations that the choir gets to do that I can harmonies and melodies and mm. stuff that like, yeah. Cool. Yes. I love singing harmony. It's so fun and I miss it. It's so fun. Yeah. We recorded, um, my brother and I recorded a, um, a, a couple of songs for my dad for his birthday. That's amazing. And like I, yeah. And so like I recorded some background vocals doing harmonies and like I listened back to like the finished um, product, and I was like, "I am such an alto. My favorite part is my harmony part." Totally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though like I sang melody on the whole song, I'm like, "No, I like the harmony. Yeah, that's my favorite." I love anyway, the harmony. We are way off topic here. There's I'm... <laughs> there's music. You could say that a good in the good place, everything should work together in harmony. Mm. Yes. But I deeply apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Aaron. Uh-huh. Tell me about the good place. So in case you didn't know. The Good Place is an American um, fantasy kind of slash comedy slash sci-fi slash really. Yeah. By the way, it was nominated for a Hugo Award, which is a fantasy and science fiction right. um, award. So I also think it's super like meta and sometimes reads as like a an off-Broadway play almost and how it presents mm. itself. Um, but all to say it was those things. <laughs> it was created by Michael <laughs> Shore um, and it premiered on NBC on September 19th, 2016 and um, had its conclusion January 30th of 2020 um, with four seasons and a total of 53 episodes. Mm. And the show stars some pretty amazing people. There's Kristen Bell. There's mm. um, Jamila Jamil. There's um, William Jackson Harper, who I'm in love with now. Oh, um, there's Darcy right? Carden. There's Manny Jacinto. There's Ted Danson, who I also appreciate. What? Ted Danson? Sam Malone? Sam Malone. And like so many uh, cameos from the improv community. So many cameos. Yes. Um, From the SNL. Maya Rudolph, I think, is my favorite. I think. Uh, She's so great. I'm obsessed with Jason Manzoukas. Yes, you are. That is true. (laughs) I can confirm. He brings me joy. Um, But Maya (laughs) Rudolph really hits hits it out of the park. Michael McKean. uh, Michael McKean is Mm -hmm. just amazing. Um, So, so many just fascinating cameos. And all of which, like are doing really interesting character oh, things. And Ben Wyatt. Ben Wyatt's in ben there. Ben Wyatt is in it. <laughs> yes. All really good, um, just really interesting character choices all around. And like, like they're swinging mm-hmm. big. Everyone's swinging for the fences. They're swinging for the fences. Super they fun. really are. <laughs> um, what, they're ha- and you can tell they're all having so much fun. Totally. Too. Yeah. Like, uh, um, what was your okay. first? Did you, so did you start this show right away when it premiered or did you, um, wait um, a bit? No, I, I didn't start it right away. I, um, 
I saw that, you know, like I, you know, had seen previews for it and, you know, all of the marketing for it was like from the creator of Parks and Rec. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll give this a try. Um, But I watched maybe the first couple of episodes and like wasn't really impressed, which I think like this is like the experience that a lot of people have. Like you watch kind of the beginning and you're not like really quite sure what to expect and you're like I don't know yeah um so yeah then I kind of just like forgot about it until um season one came to Netflix Uh uh-huh and then I just I you know decided like oh maybe I'll give this another try and then yeah binged the entire first season and then you get to that twist Mm -hmm. At the end of season one, and I'm like, okay, I'm hooked now. Totally. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then from season two, I watched, you know, kind of, I like kept up with it with each episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, really like it. Obviously, you know, it's a Michael Shore show, and he also created Parks and Rec, as we mentioned. Yeah. And um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, and he was, um, you know, a one of the team that ran um, the office as well. Played Moe's, um, of course. <laughs> yeah, and plays Moe's. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, The Office and Parks and Rec are two of, two of my favorite shows yeah. ever. Um, and so, yeah, I think The Good Place joined their ranks. In my heart, at least. Yeah, I think um, I had. Yeah, what about you? I had a pretty similar. I um, except I only watched the whole thing, um, like in quarantine, and then I finished it just like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I think. But um, I had a similar. I think it's thing. a great show to watch in quarantine. Yeah, yeah, it um, <laughs> it's a good one. I I had a similar thing. It felt I couldn't connect with Eleanor at all and sometimes like it kind of felt like going into like watching the office and having to follow michael scott around the whole time for me it was just kind of like exhausting Mm. until i got to that ending um of the first season and then i I think i even texted you like i've been tricked (laughs) oh this isn't gonna be a boring (laughs) show i remember that (laughs) because i kind of yeah because i was yeah, because I was like pushing you to like keep watching, and well, and Anna was yeah. too. We talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because hi Anna, hi Anna. <laughs> um, because I also had this whole thing of like, it felt, and which is of course what it's trying to do. It's trying to, it's trying so hard to be the good place because it's not. Um, but I, mm. and that tryheartedness is so well done. But I thought that that was just the world of the show. I thought that right. the writing was trying too hard when in fact it was trying to try too hard. Um, right. Yeah. So I got, yeah, I got tricked. <laughs> But I'm so happy I kept watching. <laughs> yeah. And I think you see that with mostly with Michael. Like, yeah. So um, I don't know if you listened to the Good Place podcast at all. Um, but in the first uh, the first episode of the podcast where um, 
they're talking about the pilot of the show and really kind of like the whole first season. Um, so my, Michael Shore is on, is on the podcast and he talks about um, like when he was like talking to Ted Danson about this character, like Ted Danson, you know, kind of like was having, he was like having trouble, like grappling with this character. He's like, I don't really get like, you know, like what, what do I grab onto with this character? Yeah. Like it seems very, you know, um, like not, not boring exactly, but it, like, it seems very one note. Uh-huh. Um, and then when he read, when Ted Danson read the twist in the season finale, he's like, oh, okay, now, I, now I get it. Right. Like now, you know, now I understand. And I don't remember, I don't know if he ever said, I don't remember if, if the actors knew the twist when they were filming the entire season. Right. I don't think that they did. I don't think that they knew until they read the, you know, read the script for the last, um, that, that last episode of season one. But yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. But yeah. And it's, yeah, I think that's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, that's so interesting, because it's fun to see Ted Danson flesh out his character, a character like Michael, that mm-hmm. is so nuanced and has to be kind of all things and all knowing. And also, like, you're never, there are points where you're not really sure which side he's on until you get um, further yeah. in. And I think it's really funny how he root- he really seems to take hold of, like, the character's obsession with music and songwriting and mm-hmm. those like kind of sillier moments of the character. Um, he does some really nice character work. Yeah. And I love that. Uh, I'll be talking about the episode, the trolley problem a little later on, Yeah, but I love that episode for many reasons, but also because of like, we see Michael in that episode, like trying to learn and trying to, you know, become more ethical as a being. Um, But then he still slips into like, he, he just uses the trolley problem as a way to like keep torturing Chidi. (laughs) And it's just like, so funny. Right. But like, (laughs) yeah, it's so, it's fun. And Chidi, I mean, Oh, Oh, Chidi. Chidi Anagonye is my soulmate. He's amazing. (laughs) Even though he's, even though he says that his soulmate is books. <laughs> right. I felt that. I felt yeah. that. My soulmate will be books. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. I just, I think another thing that I love about this show is something I love so much about all of Michael Shore's stuff is just how he develops these characters that you don't right away think work mm. well together. And it's through like, they don't work well together. You know, it's like, I don't know. I think his characters are always super interesting. Yeah. The character dynamics yeah. that you see. And that like, so like, this is something that, that I think we've talked about in regards to parks and rec before about how it seemed like the, the goal of the writers in Parks and Rec was to put as many unexpected combinations of characters together uh-huh. as they could. Yeah. Like, let's see what happens if we have Ron and 
Tom hanging yeah. out. Like, let's see what happens if we have Donna and April or, you know, Leslie and Andy. Like, what's what's going to happen there um, with those two characters? And those were, like, the the episodes and the scenes of Parks and Rec that I always loved and found the most interesting were the ones with those previously unseen yeah. combinations of characters. Like, it's just yeah it's so so fun just to see those interactions yeah and I think you know with um with the good place and maybe this is just because of like like the good place and Parks and Rec are really like the two shows that that Michael Schur probably like had the most like the biggest role in actually creating. So maybe that's why I see them as more similar than like the good place in the office or the good place in Brooklyn nine, nine. Sure. Um, but yeah, I really see that similar idea in the good place where they are like, okay, well what, you know, let's see Eleanor and Tahani together. Yeah. Let's see, Tahani and Chidi together like what happens when we put these characters together yeah um and I just yeah I just think that's such an interesting way to approach the characters it's so it's like how they interact with the other characters right because you learn so much about their limits for what like they're interested Mm -hmm. in doing versus not interested in doing what they will and will not do in a situation yeah it's fascinating we all know that I'm a psych nerd and it's it's fascinating to mm. see um <laughs> these characters start to kind of breathe on their own when they yeah when they get into these different situations yeah I all I heard what you said about and I agree that like this and Parks and Rec feel super similar and I also see like in the sense of humor I see Brooklyn 99 um, kind of that, like, Andy Samberg's character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I see those high-velocity jokes in The Good Place as well. Just those, like, mm. ridiculous jokes that you're like, really? <laughs> Is that happening right now? Uh-huh. But in the best way. <laughs> it's just, it's fun to see, like, a writer and or a writer or producer's collected works and see those little, like, details and how they, they alter and change. I like it. I, you know, I think it's interesting, you know, looking at the shows that Michael Schur has made. So like The Office, Parks and Rec, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, those are all workplace comedies. Right. Like they're all co-workers who end up, you know, forming a deeper friendship than just co-workers. Yeah. Um, but The Good Place, like they're not, it's not a workplace comedy but it essentially kind of becomes like that's the dynamic that they end up having because like you know when when you you know start working somewhere like everyone who works there like they've all come from like all these different backgrounds in different places yeah um in most cases at least um and so like you you don't really get to pick your coworkers, (laughs) you know, unless you're the hiring manager. Um, (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) but like in the good place, it's very like, that's true for this too. Like they didn't 
choose yeah. to be with at least the four humans didn't choose the other humans that they're going to be you know in this adventure with um right so it ends up kind of becoming a workplace dynamic and then they also you know like as they kind of become a team and like have this mission that they're working on together like that becomes a very kind of workplace dynamic in a way yeah which is interesting yeah and I think there's also that element of choice like you can't always choose to leave a job like I think of Pam and Jim Halpert who don't don't want to be there Um, and you can't choose um, well you can try to choose your landing in the good place or the bad place but ultimately (laughs) you're out of control Um, yeah Right. But like the whole like premise of the good place is that if you know about the point system, then that already like negates yeah any points that you've earned. Totally. So like you can't if you can't know, then you can't choose. I'm getting really philosophical. Here. I like it. <laughs> like cheating. I like uh. it. I think there's also an element of a hierarchy that's pretty similar between a workplace and the good place slash the bad place. Mm-hmm. There's these yeah. very there's these very set in stone hierarchies that people are clutching to pretty desperately. I think mm, across yeah. yeah a workplace certainly, and um, if you're an architect developing these worlds mm-hmm. and these situations, <laughs> like when you see the accountants. <laughs> yes, the accountants. Oh, they're so great. Or like, I think. <laughs> With neutral Janet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think. I'm actually watching that episode right now. Oh, I love, I loved that one. Um, Darcy Carden's mm-hmm. just hilarious. Um, well, and She's also great. like characters like Maya Rudolph's judge, they're pretty into their power too. Mm-hmm. You know, and rightfully so, yeah. like go ahead, but she's pretty into she's her the all-powerful judge. Yeah. <laughs> and she eats burritos. Yeah. I love it. That part where they try to figure out that felt very much like a workplace thing. Like on your first uh-huh. day of work, when they go in there and they say, see the burrito and they wonder if that's like all the different ways uh-huh. that the burrito could be like the answer. And then she says, no, that's just uh-huh. my burrito. Uh-huh. That reminds me of like hot sauce on it. Yeah. Like the first day of a new job where you don't know how everything mm-hmm. works and you kind of feel like you're being tested. By and you kind of just stand somewhere and (laughs) hope that that someone tells you where you're supposed to be hope it all goes well (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, I wondered Rhonda if I know that we love all of these things I wondered if you Mm -hmm. had a favorite of the Sherniverse if there was one that feels like like all things considered, as a big packaged deal of an entire show, yeah. which one feels like a favorite? Well, I think Parks and Rec has been in my life long. Well, The Office has been in my life the longest, yeah. but I think I Parks and I like Parks and Rec more than The Office. Yeah, 
blasphemy, I know. <laughs> no, I feel the same. But I think just like the overall like message of Parks and Rec is more hopeful and more optimistic. Yeah. Um, and so I connect with that very, very strongly. Um, but you know, the good place, um, like that, like I, I feel it. I feel it deep. Totally. Like, <laughs> like I, um, I don't know if you, uh, remember, well, I mean like these, like social media trends happen all the time, but like there was a trend on like Twitter and Facebook to, um, to post it's like five shows to get to know me yeah um and and so like you pick out you know five tv shows that like if someone watched that show they would get a sense of like part of your personality Uh and the first show I immediately thought of for this was The Good Place yeah Um, so I think like it's very close to my heart and I think it might be my favorite of these sure yeah so yeah. <laughs> what about you? Which one's your favorite? I think it's so interesting to look at how shows define us and kind of provide us comfort and all of these things. I think mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to go Parks and Rec as like mm. yeah. They all provide me comfort. But I think especially seeing Leslie Nope try and try and try and then fail and then try again and just really work to help others and to help her community and to just really pick herself up even when things are not going well, maybe, or when she gets kicked off of council or, but she still tries. I just, Mm -hmm. that message is super important to me as I get a little older and a little farther down my own path as someone who helps my community I think yeah that message has been really important to me lately (laughs) so yeah I think Leslie 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 Nope is very important to me yeah my philosophy is Leslie Nope (laughs) and luckily we don't have to pick one (laughs) this this answer is not does not matter but yeah. I I kind of I kind of want to like so we talked before we started recording we talked about um uh Nick Offerman's <laughs> cameo in The Good Place yeah. and like my head canon and and I think you share this that that's actually Ron Swanson. Oh, absolutely. Um that Ron Swanson made it to The Good Place and he's giving woodworking lessons like absolutely and i specifically that's my yeah when i watched that part i took special note for what she called him and she does not call him ron but she does not call him nick nope. offerman either she calls him nothing right so in my head especially because he's making a chair ron swanson mm-hmm. for chair in the chair society in my mind yes. that is absolutely ron swanson that is Ron Swanson. And I... Yeah. So that makes me wonder about, like, Leslie. If, Le- like... Right? I think Leslie would get into the good place just on her own merits, like... Yeah. <laughs> totally. She'd be the first easily. one who just, like, yeah. She would be the first one there. <laughs> oh, Leslie. Aww. She'd have binders and binders about how to organize the good... She would lead the good <laughs> place parks and rec department. It would be perfect. Mm-hmm. She totally would. Aww. Oh, I love that. Also, just to get really, really, really detailed here, 
if whether it's Ron Swanson or Nick Offerman. Oh, never mind. He marries uh, what's her face at the end. I was gonna say he's not wearing a wedding ring, and in real life, Nick Offerman is oh. married to Megan Mullally, so that obviously means he's Ron Swanson. <laughs> but um, still, he's Ron Swanson. Well, but would we? Would you wear a wedding ring in the good place? Maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like Nick Offerman would because he and Megan Mullally and everything they're in together, they're like, they're in love even in the show, which is so sweet and I love it. But yeah, I think it's interesting to think about like Leslie Nope in the world of The Good Place. Yeah. Um, Because like, she's very different from... Eleanor. <laughs> right. She's, you know, in the Shorniverse, she's kind of like Eleanor's foil. I was thinking a lot about, mm, like, the idea yeah. of foils. And yes, I know that a foil is contingent on they both have to be in the same show because they have to highlight each other. But they're both parts of um, the greater Shorniverse. Absolutely. Um, And I think that can be used there. Sorry, to define our terms. A foil is a character, is a set of characters that are opposites, but also intended Mm -hmm. on like highlighting things about the other character. Right. And I think that's the important distinction here because... And they were narrative foils. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So like actually Leslie and Ron are a good example of narrative foils. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Pro-government, anti-government, pro-people, mm-hmm. anti-people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I do think there's just really interesting parallels between the two of them centered around this question of do you try or do you not try? Yeah. And that's something that made me cry so hard in the good place is when they have that conversation about you have to try in order to be Mm -hmm. a good person in order to get through life as we're thinking about what makes good versus bad the leading Mm -hmm. element for this show and for the writer's room of this show is that you have to try and that just you know (laughs) tearing up even thinking about it I I love that yeah. distinction. <laughs> you can define good versus bad in so many different ways. And to have it contingent on, did you try? Did you honestly? Did you care, I think is that. Yeah. Did you care about others around you? And Leslie Nope is the personification of caring. Um, oh, yes. People caring loudly at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the, all the time in my work lately. Um, yeah. And I think it's also, it's beautiful in The Good Place to watch Eleanor learn to try because this foil Mm. status only exists at the beginning. Like Eleanor grows and changes as a character. And at the Mm. end, she is a leader. She is, she cares so deeply. Yeah. And yet I also think that like she... Like, yes, she grows through this huge growth, but, like, she's still her, like, essentially herself. Yeah. And I think that, like, having those beginnings as someone who doesn't really care, like, actually makes her stronger when she does care. Because she has this, like, she has a a sense of, like, 
uh, like balance. Yeah. Where like she's not going, where like Leslie kind of has the tendency to care too much right. and go overboard. Like with Eleanor, like because she has that perspective of, you know, where she didn't used to care about anything, like because she has that in her background, she's able to, I think, see things more clearly and her perception is more focused in that way where she's able to focus on what needs her attention the most in terms of like care and trying yeah kind of it reminds me of who I believe Kristen Bell to be in real life um Mm. but it also reminds me of April Ludgate in in her past oh yes Eleanor is totally April yeah oh that's perfect because like we see that same beauty and growth in April as she decides mm-hmm. decides what is worthy of her care. Decides what yes, exactly. She should be, what is worth it in life to care about. Oh, um, April! Oh, love that character. April Ludgate, love her. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's let's match good place characters with Parks and Rec characters. Okay. So. Eleanor, Eleanor is April. Um, Jason is Andy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh. Chidi is Ben. Yeah, Chidi's totally Ben. <laughs> and and Tahani is someone from Eagleton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Tahani, Tahani is, um, what is Kristen Bell's character on Parks and Rec? Is it um, oh. Ingrid? Ingrid DeForest. Yes. <laughs> Tahani is Ingrid DeForest. Yes. Oh, perfect. Oh, what about Anne? Who is Anne? It's gotta be someone. Anne. Hmm. And who is Michael? La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. Anne. Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I think about oh, that like Janet once be, a week. Do you think Janet would be Leslie? Oh, I love that. Because like Janet gets things done and she cares about everyone. Yeah, almost. And like making, yeah, Janet is Leslie. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Anyway. Perfect. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I just love this whole universe. Eleanor. Sure-niverse. Eleanor Shellstrop. <laughs> That's such an interesting It's name. such a funny name. And like, I love her partnering with Chidi towards the, towards the mm-hmm. end. Because at first, it's another really good point in the writing where at first it's like, um, oh, these two obviously don't go together. And then you're like, oh, yeah. wait, I was wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. Yeah. In the same yeah. way that a real life like Elizabeth and Mister Darcy. Aww. I mean, not like it's not an exact, but like we don't match. But like it's that kind of yeah. Like these characters are like completely at odds with each other, and yet they belong together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of feel like Tom Haverford believes that he's Jason, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> like in his head when he's or John uh yeah John Ralphio too they both kind of believe that they're like John Ralphio 
they're as cool as Jason because they would absolutely think that Jason was the coolest thing in the entire world. And I feel like Jason would. Would they? I think Jason would think that Tom and John Ralphio are cool, but I don't know if they would think Jason is cool. I could see it either. like. There's an element to Tom and John Ralphio that's like, uh, that's like more knowing and like okay. more, more, um, more intentional. Okay. Whereas like Jason has no intention <laughs> at all. <laughs> I kind of. So. I kind of. Like uh, there's more self-consciousness in Tom and John Ralphio than than in Jason. For some reason, I'm seeing them as like three kids on an elementary school playground. And like if they uh-huh. met like early in life, I feel like it would work well. Like if maybe maybe in their like formative years, they could like kind of three musketeers it. Because they have those similar sure, sure. like hearts yeah. of gold kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think Jean Ralphio has a heart of gold. I think Ben Schwartz does though, and that's enough. I don't think for me. He does. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, worst. the worst. No, really, he's the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> yeah, he's one of John Ralphio is that character that like he's fun to watch, but if you knew him in real life, he would be so irritating. Oh, he'd be the worst. Where whereas if you met Jason, you'd think he was super sweet and you'd like him. Yeah. Even if he was maybe a little yeah. annoying sometimes, but it's okay. Mhm. Exactly. Yeah. We agree. <laughs> then we are agreed. So we are in we, agreement this day, the 24th of the April. We are in accord. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love like matching characters from one work to characters in another work. Like I did with Jane Austen heroines and Disney princesses. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Is Tahani also Donna? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Because she's like above, like Donna's like, Donna's not as like snobbish about it, but she still has that sense of like, this is beneath me. (laughs) And that kind of healthy sense of this is what I'm worth kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think when I think of Donna, I think of like, I wish I had that level of confidence. She knows that she is worthy (laughs) and beautiful and just present. And she also has a like a way of being worthy and present in the moment, like using that worthiness to fully experience her life that I think is kind of similar to Mm -hmm. Donnie. Yeah. And also, Tom would definitely be relentless in flirting with Tahani. Oh, forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. That would be. <laughs> like, he wouldn't be able to even, like, talk to her at first. Right. Like, he'd be. <laughs> so in that sense, he is very much like Jason. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we wrap wrap up this yeah, episode? Yeah, I guess. Wrap up this, this, this little part of our discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, we're talking a little bit more about kind of some of ethics. ethics and the way that ethics Let's are presented. Let's get ethical. <laughs> ethical. <laughs> yes. Another office reference. Oh, so good. <laughs> Send us a voice message. Yeah. Or check us 
you know, check us out on on, on the socials. On all of the socials. And tell us your who's your favorite Good Place character. I want to know. Yeah. And tell us if you if you think of any pairings in inter-Sherniverse pairings that... Inter-Sherniverse pairings. That would be interesting. That you might... Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.